Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. And uh, it is good to be with you here on this Tuesday evening. We're running a little late, and, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, just one of those things. I, I told you all I'm, I'm not set on any specific time uh, other than I'm just trying my best to get it out there on Tuesdays and Fridays, and sometimes that uh, I may have to take a day or so to do something. So we'll do the best that we can getting it all out there because we certainly want to, uh, we don't want you to think that we minimize this or anything else. But uh, sometimes, you know, you've uh, got responsibilities to do and take care of those things. And then, uh, of course, we will uh, take uh, responsibility for this as well and uh, just allowing God to uh, guide us as, as we go along. And so. Uh, in any event, I, I would like to say, you know, because some people, you know, they might get a little bent out of shape over that, might get a little bothered by that. But I'll tell you what, I made up my mind. I, I say, you know, uh, the, the Bible makes sure that you understand that you've got to uh, take care of your family. If you don't do that, you're worse than an infidel. And so uh, that doesn't mean that we don't care, that we don't love, and we don't want to get this out there. But sometimes there's a need to take care of within the family. And uh, you want to make sure that you do that, however that may be. And uh, so we've got to get our priorities straight. Now, that doesn't mean this is not a, of, of a priority to me. Uh, but God does say make sure that you take care of your family because you don't want to be worse than an infidel. Do you know what an uh, infidel is? That somebody ain't going to have a mind to do what God said. They ain't going to believe in God. They, they, they're godless. They're just ungodly. They don't do. And so uh, we're here. We're only going to be here uh, for a moment. Uh, hold on one second. I got to check the cord here. My computer's telling me the battery is running. It's running on batteries. I had to check the plug. All right. Um, so... We're back in business here. Uh, anyway, we have been talking about the things that God hates. I'm not going to keep y'all long uh, tonight because it is late. Uh, we had some things that had to be uh, taken care of a little while ago. And uh, so we got that done, but uh, we arrived back at the house kind of late. And so I'm not going to keep y'all long, but I did want to bring about a word that the Lord gave me today. And so we've been talking about the things that God hates, and we've been in Proverbs chapter 6, and we've uh, been in uh, chapter 6 and verse 18, and we've moved into the second portion of that verse, which says, feet that be swift in running to mischief. Feet that be swift to running into mischief. So let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you, God, for your word, because your word leads us, it guides us, it gives us a lamp under our feet, a light under our path to guide us along the way. And we just ask you, Lord, that you lead us into an understanding of that which you hate about people running into mischief, taking their feet and running on into mischief. God, help us understand that you sure enough don't want your people doing that, you don't want the world doing it neither, but you sure enough don't want your people to do it. And so God help us to understand. And Lord, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, and so uh, here we are, and they're talking about the feet. Uh, God don't want our feet running. Now, I, I said this the other day, you know, you, you don't have to have feet in order to, to disobey this. I'm, you know, I mean to, to uh, follow through with this and then disobey God. 
because uh, you know some people it just means the direction that you're going some people may go in that direction without having any feet and i know that to be true because i have taken care of uh, people you know i've taken care of disabled people and, and different ones in my in their homes uh years ago a uh, career that i had for a while and uh, i i knew of a man and he was in a wheelchair and this man uh you know uh, they finally sent me in because uh, the man just kept on stirring up trouble for the women. And uh, this man was, uh, he had pretty much no use of uh, his body from about the shoulders down. And so it was a very difficult thing to do. You had to get in there and he, he actually went to school. And so my job was to go in there and to get him cleaned up and dressed and all of that and get him up in his wheelchair and get him uh, put up in there so he didn't fall out because he had no no mobility whatsoever. So you had to make sure that he was strapped in there real good and getting him prepared and getting all his books together and everything because he was going to get on a, a, a bus that would come and pick him up and take him uh, to college. He was actually made up his mind to go to college. But the reason why they sent me in there uh, was because they had sent in women and every single woman that he went in, that went in there, the, he was very rooted. He, you know, he had his mouth running. Y'all understand what I mean? You don't have to have feet to run yourself into trouble. No, not at all. And, and when this word says here, feet to be swift to running into mischief, that word mischief when, we, mischief, when we look it up in the Hebrew, it means to do evil or to cause hurt or to cause grief, or to cause misery, to cause trouble, or to cause sorrow. And uh, there's other things that can uh, be uh, extrapolated from the word evil because there's a lot of things that can go into that. And certainly, uh, this is what went on, and they uh, finally had went through every woman that would put in there, uh, they would finally say, I'm not going back there. All of them said the same thing. And they had umpteen different women go through and they said, we're not going back there. I'm not going back there. I don't want to be talked to like I was talked to. I don't want to be treated the way I was treated. And, and he simply had the use of his mouth. So, but he still would be applying this, or this verse, excuse me, would be applying to him whether he got feet or not of the use thereof. Now, he did have feet. You know, I, I put him up in the wheelchair. I saw his feet. I know he got feet, but he couldn't use them. But just because you can't walk with the feet don't mean somebody, and I'm not being mean or hateful to those that are disabled. What I'm saying to you is don't you think because you are that that means that this don't apply to you because I tell you what, everybody can put their foot in the wrong place, and that using your mouth can put your foot in the wrong Have you ever heard about putting your foot up in your mouth? Have you ever heard somebody say, oh, they put their foot in the mouth? Well, they don't mean you literally put your foot in your mouth. They mean, you know, you said something that, that was, it, it caused you trouble and it come back into you. Into you. It was a, a troublesome thing that you said and it kind of backfired on you. It stuck your foot up in your mouth. And so, you know, you're going to have to understand that sometime when you're reading the book of Proverbs or even the book of Psalms and a lot of other uh, books that you read in the Bible, Sometimes there is a uh, there's a typology there. There is something that you can look at uh, uh, that would be considered uh, like a parable or something that uh, you you know a saying that's used. Uh, like the the Jewish folks, many many hundreds of years ago, they had a saying that said, 
that if the father eats sour grapes, uh, that it would cause the children's teeth uh, to be bothered by that. Now, what that means, and that's not, it didn't say bothered, but I can't remember the exact word. But in other words, have you ever seen where people, they're biting into a lemon and it just makes your teeth just kind of cringe, you know? And somebody else can be watching that and it could just almost make your mouth water. Or like somebody taking their fingers and running down a chalkboard and it just kind of gives you the hibby-jibbies. Well, this is one of those things that's trying to get you to understand something. Your feet, it is just a metaphor for the fact that you can run yourself into trouble very quickly. And so when we look at this, it's telling you God don't like that. As a matter of fact, he don't just not like it, he hates it. Do you understand? I said God hates it. Do you understand? And so when God said he hates something, we better get a mind to perk our, perk our ears up and get that stuff out of there and get a Q-tip and dig all that nasty out of there that you can't hear, you see. And so uh, he said he hates it when the feet of somebody, you got your mind and your ideas and your ideologies and all that goes into whatever it is you run into. You, you run into it. You're swift to run. You're not just running, but you're swift to run. What does the word swift mean? Well, you look up the Hebrew word, and this word swift means to hurry or suddenly. Now, I said that. I, I, I didn't just stop at just one of the meanings. I, I wrote both of them down. Actually, there's another one in there, too. But I wrote those two down because there's a difference between the two. You can do something in a hurry, or you can do something suddenly. And you know that's true. You you can do something in a hurry because, you know, I said this the other day, you know, I could be I could be in a hurry and, run, you know, trying to hurry up and get out the door because I got to get somewhere because I got an appointment or whatever the case may be, or, or I've got to run an errand and then I got to get back for an appointment, whatever the case may be. We've all been there and we, we you know, hurry out the door. We might forget something, got to run back in, unlock the door, go back in, get whatever and run back out. You know, and you're in a hurry to get there. But, so, being in a hurry don't mean that you're doing it suddenly. That just means you're hurrying up to get it done. And you could you could hurriedly, are you hearing me? There is a word called hurriedly, whether you won't believe it or not. But you could hurriedly do something. You really could. You could, you know, you're just going to, Hurry up and get it done. And you could hurry up and move yourself to mischief. You could hurry up and run to go do something that's going to hurt somebody or that is going to cause somebody grief or misery or sorrow or trouble. And God said, I don't like that. Matter of fact, I hate it. And so you say, well, why are you going to tell that to the Christians? Well, isn't the Bible for you? What's the matter with you that you don't want to listen to the Bible? I mean, what's the matter with you that you don't want to listen to the Word of God? Don't you know the Word of God feeds us? Why wouldn't you want to hear it? And so that right there tells you you've got a problem as it is. If you, you say, well, why are you talking about this? I mean, when I pass the church up in Washington, I have people talk to me like that. And, and the question is, well, why, why, why you got a problem hearing that? Well, what's wrong up in your spirit that you can't hear that God don't want you running swiftly into misery, causing somebody misery and trouble, and not not just for other people, but for yourself too. 
Don't you know that? Don't you understand that God also don't want you doing the same thing for yourself? And do you know there's a lot of people, that's what they do. They're so quick to run to something that they end up causing themselves misery and trouble and sadness and sorrow because they wouldn't do what they needed to do to back up and take a little time to think about it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's where we're going to go. And so he said in the word, uh, Solomon being the wisest man on earth and, and all, he said, hey, God don't like feet that run quickly or that hurry or suddenly. You know, you can suddenly do something. I heard the story the other day, and I, I think I talked about this on the podcast the other day. And there was a young man, and he just very suddenly just shocked this man because he was looking at him, and he didn't like the way he was looking at him. And, and, and just it was just a sudden moment. It's like, what's the matter with you that you, you got bothered by somebody looking at you a certain way? I mean, the world has just turned upside down. You know what I'm saying? And so suddenly and hurriedly are not the same thing. And so you, but what, what is the issue here? The issue is that there is something that we gain from God. And, you know, the Bible talks about uh, Jesus, rather, shall we say. <laughs> you know, you're going to follow Jesus, you better hear him. Did you understand what I'm saying? You better hear Jesus because Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, he said, you shall receive power. And you know that power is the Holy Ghost power. And the Holy Ghost is going to give you the fruits that you need to help you not do this very thing in running quickly or suddenly into a bunch of trouble and sorrow and mischief and, and all this other stuff causing people sorrow and causing people misery and hurt and, 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 and all of those things or grief or whatever the case may be. And what would that be? Well, if we turn ourselves over to Galatians chapter 5, we're going to see that the word of God talks about that power that Jesus was talking about that he was going to give to his people. Do you know that the Lord is still baptizing people with that Holy Ghost and fire? Yes, he is right now today in 2023 in the month of October. I tell you right now, God is still baptizing people with the Holy Ghost on this earth. Whether or not anybody believes that or not is neither here nor there because I've already got it, so you can't tell me anything about it. You can't uh, tell me that, uh, you know, that I didn't get this Holy Ghost. The Word didn't give that to me, and you sure enough can't, and you ain't going to take it from me because God baptized me with that Holy Ghost, but he ain't just baptized me with the Holy Ghost. He's baptized millions of people with the Holy Ghost. You're going to sit there and try to call all of them a liar? Is that what you're going to do? But this baptism of the Holy Ghost, when you are baptized with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking of the tongues, uh, that is not the same thing as the gift of tongues and interpretation. That comes because you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost. You can't have tongues and interpretation, the gift of that, if you ain't never been baptized with the Holy Ghost. That don't work. But you can't have the fruits of the Spirit out of the fruits or out of the spirit without the baptism of the spirit. Now, some people sit there and say, well, you know, I know these people over here and they don't believe in baptism of the Holy Ghost and they're just the sweetest, they're just sweetest peaches. Well, I don't care if they're sweetest peaches. That's wonderful. 
You know, and that doesn't mean that God's spirit can't be guiding them and directing you. You say, well, well, you know, they're Christian, but they just don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well, that's wonderful that they have allowed themselves to come to know the Lord. That's wonderful. But that's only the first step. You say, well, they live a holy life, and maybe they believe in holiness and separation from the world. I've actually seen people that have very strong holiness standards and separation from the world. I'm not kidding. I've seen some that would put some Pentecostal holiness to shame. I'm not kidding. I've seen them. And, uh, and I even walked up to, to some of them one day, and I said, are you Pentecostal? Are you they said, no. I said, you mean you don't believe? You? I said, you're not baptized at all? As a matter of fact, there was one coming out of Walmart one time, and I was up in the uh, uh, state of Washington, and I was coming out of Walmart, and the lady was coming in, and she, I'm not kidding, she looked totally holiness. You know, just as holy, dressed, you know, dressed holy and her hair up and, you know, not cut and got ain't got no makeup on jewelry and, and, and just looking like a holiness woman. And I said to her, I, I said, you must be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what I said to her. And you know what she said to me? <laughs> she said, no, just like that. She said, but I am a Christian, and I do go to church. And she reached in her purse, and she said, I'll give you a card. She goes, I am the pastor's wife. <laughs> but they were a church that believed in holiness but uh, and separation from the world, uh, much like Pentecostal holiness. But, uh, but they just did not believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then I met, later on, I met another uh, lady that was a, she was a checker at the grocery store where I went, and I said, are you Pentecostal? And she said, yes. And I said, oh, I said, I thought so. And I started talking to her, and I said, yeah. I said, I met some folks. I said, I wasn't sure. I said, because I met this lady at Walmart. And she goes, oh, I know who you're talking about. She goes, my daughter goes to their Christian school. I said, oh. And she said it was the only place that we could find that had holiness standards like we believe, but she said they believe very strongly in sanctification and holiness, but they just don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And she said, but they have that holiness standards, and, and they are Christian-based uh, um, uh, school, Christian school. And so that's where her and her husband were sending their children. And so, so, you know, you can have people that will have all of that. And that's wonderful. You know, you, you've, you've taken and learned what God has given in his word and understood that. You know, there's some Pentecostals that are baptized with the Holy Ghost that ain't learned that. And, and they don't live holiness, and, 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 and they think they're going to just keep on like that, and everything's going to be fine. Well, I'm going to tell you what, you're going to meet God, and God's going to ask you what, why you didn't listen to all my word. You don't have to listen to the whole word of God. Now, so with that said, let's get back on track here. I know I'm the one that took us off track, but let's get back on track. So the thing that God hates is swiftly running into mischief. You say, well, the, whole, the Christian folk not going to do that. I beg to pardon with you. But I tell you what, I've ran into some Christians that they needed some Holy Ghost in their mouth because they say and do things that can be hurtful. And, and cause grief to people and all like that, and they say they're Christian. And so let's read Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit, and that's a capital S, that's talking about that Holy Ghost. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Now to verse 23. Meekness, and the last one we're going to talk about, temperance. 
And then it says, against such there is no law. Temperance. What is temperance? It means simply self-control. Self-control. Now, that's a fruit of the Spirit. And you say, well, I, 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 I learned all that. I, I was in my support group and I went to counseling. and they, I, That's wonderful. I'm glad that you got something going on for yourself. But that's not from the Spirit of God. If you've not been baptized with the Holy Ghost, you can't tell me that come from the fruit of the Spirit. You may have a semblance of it, and you can sit there and say, well, I've got this, but you don't have the fruit of the Spirit without the Spirit. It's not possible. You can have a semblance of it, and the reason why, see, some people, they get confused. They, 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 they want to, you know, argue with Christians, and they want to argue what the, the Word says and all of that to prove their point. Because they'll say, well, I know atheists that are uh, got self-control. Well, do you? Well, that's wonderful. But I got news for you. Don't you know the Bible says everybody's made in the image of God? Did you hear what I said? Every single human being is made in the image of God. That's what the Bible teaches us. And so there is that within you because you are made in the image of God that you can uh, pull in some of those things if you will utilize uh, some restraint in all of those things. You know, it's not that you are beyond the ability to do because you're made in God's image and from God comes these things. They come from His Spirit. But what you will not do is you will not bear these fruit from the Holy Ghost unless you have the Holy Ghost. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Do you understand? Because you need the Spirit to bear the fruit from the Spirit. Because it says in verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit. Now, you may have some things that are working for you real good. You may have learned to have some self control. I, I know a young man personally. I'm not going to say who he is or how he's just, how I know him. But anyway, I know him. And I'm not going to say his name neither. Because if I said his name or I mentioned anything, I, I, I'm kind of thinking that that which he's learned to control might go out of control. So, but this young man, uh, he had to move in with his dad. He was an adult, but this man, just this young man, just did not have self-control. Now, I know that he didn't have self-control, and, and uh, there was a young lady that got involved with him that I had pastored, and I, you know, I, I give people the teaching and understanding, and I also will give a warning if needed to explain to people. The Bible says not to be unequally yoked. And if you do so, and your pastor has explained to you that it is not wise to be unequally yoked, you're going to have problems if you do that very thing. And what that means is that if you're going to live for the Lord and you're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, first of all, you're not full of the Holy Ghost if you're reaching for someone that is not baptized with the Holy Ghost. Because you're unequally yoked. 
Now, not only that, but if they're, you know, we're talking believer and non-believer, even a believer and a non-believer, which the scripture is more clear about that, you are going to ensue a life of trouble. You're going to bring on these very things that the scripture is talking about. God hates you running in, and I've watched it. Oh, but I love him. Oh, but I can help save him. No, you can't. You're a fool. You think you can save? You can't save them. No, don't you know? Now the Bible says we got the ministry of reconciliation, but Bible also gives us guidelines. You're not supposed to be unequally yoked, and you've got people that are swooned in by these, you know, swift talkers. You know, real swift talkers. Oh, baby, you're so pretty. Oh, baby, you're so this, that, and the other, and on and on and on. Next thing you know, <laughs> and you just loving what they say, <laughs> and then you get wrapped up. But this young man, uh, you know, there was a point in the time when this young man, uh, this young lady got involved, and, of course, uh, there come a point when I was no longer a pastor. She left the church and the whole bit. And uh, she got herself in a mess. And the young man abused her. And uh, one thing led to another, and I guess he ended up living with his dad. Well, his dad had had that problem, but his dad had went through counseling, different things, whatever it was. I don't know all the detail, but, uh, but he told him, he said, you need to get that under control. So he showed him, was showing him and... Uh, trying to help him to get that self-control, and apparently the young man has done better. Well, that's all fine and well to be able to apply the things that you learn from some folks because we're all uh, made in God's image, and we can reach in for some of those things that do come from God. But what you can never, ever, do you understand what that means? Ever. You ain't never going to do it. You can't never, ever bear fruit from the Spirit of God without the Spirit. It's not going to happen. Because that fruit will grow, but it's going to grow from the Spirit of God. Just because you have some kind of semblance of it, honey, that's not the fruit. You're going to have to have the fruit to get, you're going to have to have the Spirit to bear the fruit, to grow the fruit. Now, tell me, who's going to benefit from the fruit off of a tree? Does the tree eat the fruit? You know full well they don't. You know other folks are going to enjoy the fruit from the tree. Well, I mean, you go into the grocery store, you go down in the vegetable fruit aisle, uh, you know, and you get picked oranges up, those come off orange trees. Those orange trees grew those oranges. You see? But you don't see the, re the branches of the orange tree reaching over and peeling an orange, and then all of a sudden it opens up this hole in the bark and it starts eating the orange. You know that don't happen. Huh? And so, how does that fruit, does that fruit, does that, can an orange tree bear uh, avocados? No, that's not possible. You, you're not going to, I mean, it's another type of food. That's true. But it can't bear anything but an orange because it's an orange tree. It's not going to bear avocados. An avocado tree is going to bear avocados. You're not going to see oranges growing on an avocado tree. You see? Now, so you've got to have that spirit. And the Bible tells you, 
Uh, it gives you this word that temperance, which means self-control. You say, well, you sound like you don't have no self-control. You hear that? You smack on that desk and know that. You know what? <laughs> if you don't understand what self-control is, do you know I could sit here and I could bam on my desk and still have self-control? You know, sometimes you got to get the attention of somebody. That don't mean you don't have self-control. But self-control is what's needed with this verse that we see. Because people, if you look at it, uh, people need to understand. It says feet that are swift. They're swift to run into trouble. They're swift to run into mischief that causes grief and, and, and causes pain and hurt and misery. They're swift to do it. And, 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 and they're either in a hurry to do it or they suddenly do it because we saw what that word means. Now, if you've got temperance, if you've got the fruit of the Spirit of God called temperance, and see, each of, each of these fruits, these, can be, these different fruits can be born off of God's tree because God's, can, God's tree can grow all of these different fruits off of this tree. But one of them is self-control. You know, when you're baptized with the Holy Ghost, do you know that you don't instantly listen to me? You have the ability to allow that fruit to grow on your tree, but you don't instantly have self-control. You have to allow the Holy Ghost to cultivate that in you. And so what God's going to do to cultivate it in you, now that he's placed his spirit in there, in order to bear that fruit, it's going to have to be cultivated just like any other thing that's been planted. If you plant something and you don't take care of it and you don't cultivate it, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to, it's going to die out. Don't tell me it won't happen because I've, I've, I've planted things. I know that's true. And, and if it gets to the point where it's got too much heat and not enough water, there's not enough nutrients in the soil and all of those things. In other words, you've got you to get in there and get in the Word of God that gives you nutrients. Prayer, it's the water that you need to water your soul. And, and all of these things, being together with the people of God. But also because, you know, you're going to be around human beings. And even though they're Holy Ghost-filled human beings, they're still human beings, and they might be used by God to test you and, and to see where you are. Where is that uh, place that you're at with your temperance? If you quickly lose your temper, then God has to uh, allow certain things to come into your life and into my life to help us grow that fruit of temperance. And when you do that, you're not going to hurriedly run into stirring up trouble you're going to be able to use uh, the temperance about you that fruit to slow you down to slow your your temper down because when you quickly lose your temper do you know how fast people run into misery and trouble because they've lost their temper very very quickly People can lose their temper, and when they lose their temper, they're not thinking clearly. And when you're not thinking clearly, you're going to do dumb, stupid things. And those dumb, stupid things are going to lead. Come on now, I know you hear me. I know you. I know somebody hearing me. That lack of control of your temper is going to create a problem. You're going to run either hurriedly or quickly 
or even suddenly into causing yourself or others misery and trouble and sorrow and grief. Now, what that means is we've got to submit ourselves to the Spirit of God that we've been baptized with. Now, if you've not been baptized with the Holy Ghost, you're going to need to find a church that believes in being baptized with the Holy Ghost. If you've got a church that don't believe in that, you need to leave that church. I'm not kidding. You heard what I said. Leave that church and go to a church that baptizes, believes in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because there's no point in being at a church that don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There's no point in that. You see, it's a waste of time when you need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and then you need to be around people that have been baptized with the Holy Ghost to help you cultivate and to grow the fruits of the Spirit. You're going to hear the Word of God being talked. Uh, you know, this type of conversation, this type of teaching, you wouldn't hear that in a church, in a Baptist church that don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They may believe in being baptized with water, <coughs> but... They don't believe in being baptized with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. They'll just say, well, we got the Spirit when we believed in Jesus. Well, the Bible doesn't teach that. That's a false doctrine. That's something that, that is actually, you know, something that is a, a misinterpretation in the Scripture. Because when you are baptized with the Holy Ghost, when you, when you receive the Spirit of God, there is an evidence of tongues that comes. And you find that, uh, all through the book of Acts, you can find this uh, phenomena is what it is. But but it is something that God has done. Now, I said I don't want to keep you all long, so I'm going to cut this off here real quick. But I want you to think about that for a minute. The, the answer to this uh, running your feet swiftly into trouble or misery or, uh, you know, um, sorrow or grief or hurt or, 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 you know, any other kind of evil. Uh, it's going to take God's Spirit to really help you uh, control your temper. Because when your temper's out of control, this is what causes people to run so quickly into things. And, and, and for instance, and I'm, I'm going to leave you with this thought, road rage. Don't you understand that road rage is because people have no control over their temper? And road rage happens so fast. I mean, I have seen so many stories of people on the freeways in Houston where it just, it was a matter of maybe somebody just accidentally cut somebody off, didn't mean to do it, and somebody just gets absolutely irate and starts shooting people. Uh, there's no self-control. Well, you're going to have to have the Spirit of God to help you. But you're running your feet quickly and swiftly into something that's causing people misery and, and will no doubt cause your own self-misery. Because, uh, you know, people that are going to commit crime, eventually you're going to get caught. And I mean exactly that. You may say, well, I know people that have been running from a long time from the law. and all. Well, that's all fine and well, but you ain't going to run from God. Because even if you spend your whole life and never got caught for what you did, huh? I'm going to tell you what, God saw everything, and you're going to meet him. And when you meet him, you're going to have to face him. And you're going to have to face the judgment he's going to give to you because no judgment was met out here on this earth. You see? And so you say, well, with this being a Christian podcast, I just don't know. Well, you know what? Take what you learn from what you hear. And, and if you don't want to hear me 
teacher, you don't want to hear me talk about it, that's fine. I don't care. I told y'all, I don't care. You go, go find somebody that'll teach you that you're willing to sit under their tutelage and you're willing to hear their voice. You know, some people, my voice grates on their nerves. I get it. So go on. Go find yourself. But find yourself that somebody going to preach the truth. And if you don't want to hear my voice, I ain't going to get bent out of shape over it. I'm a big boy. I'll be all right. But what I'm what I'm not okay with is not getting the word of God out. I'm not okay with that because God has said to me, he said, this is what I want you to do, and so this is what I got to do. And, and, and so I want to get that word out, even if that encourages you to go somewhere else where they're going to preach the truth. And they're going to talk to you about these things. They're going to tell you about these things so that you grow in the Lord. And so with that said, I want to uh, just uh, tell you, uh, I'm hoping that the Lord blesses your week. We're going to meet again uh, by the help and grace of God, I should always say, on Friday. uh, And we'll continue this talk. And so with that said, y'all have a blessed week. And may the Lord keep you and uh, stay safe out there and, 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 and yield to the Lord, won't you? Yield to the Lord. Let God baptize you with that Holy Ghost. And if you are baptized with the Holy Ghost, I'm going to tell you what, you need to stay full of the Holy Ghost. Don't expect that because you were baptized with the Holy Ghost five years ago or ten years ago or, or even a year ago or even a month ago or, or last week that that's going to do you. No, you got to stay full of the Holy Ghost. You, you need to speak in tongues every day. You need to get down on your knees. And if you ain't got no knees, you, you need to find yourself a place of prayer. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so when I say get down on your knees, I mean get down on your knees if you got to in your mind. The knee, go down on your knees in the mind if you're laying flat strap on the bed. But you do whatever you got to do. And you call out to God and say, Lord, I need you to fill me up every day. Let God baptize you with the Holy Ghost every day. Let God, and I don't mean, what I mean is a refreshing. Let God refill you. Let God come into your life and, and, and move on you and fill your soul every day with his spirit that you may grow. And I know that the Lord sure enough wants to do that. Yes, he does. And so the book of Jude talks about that in verse 20, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Let God do you. He sure will do you good, I'll tell you, because he's going to help you out and he's going to give you a life of peace and comfort like you never know. And so uh, with that said, I would like to encourage you to reach out to our uh, ministry. We have an online ministry called The Eunuch Preacher. And the word eunuch is spelled E-U-N-U-C-H. I know some people say, well, I know how to spell it. Well, that's all fine and well, you poor little thing. You need to get control of yourself. Um, But some people don't know how to spell it, so I spell it. So get over yourself, sit down and quiet yourself down, have yourself a little something, you know, get yourself a glass of water and calm down. Do something. But, uh, you know, uh, the Lord is good and gracious and kind to us uh, that he's allowed us to have these ministries to to reach out to people so we've got the eunuch uh, preacher it is uh, you can google that up on the youtube and uh, we have our wednesday night bible studies that uh, we have uh, downloaded after our wednesday service we have it downloaded it takes a while to get that done but we get it done you you know you might be able to get it later in the evening on wednesday or sometime on thursday by the time everything uh, gets cleared up on there and then on saturday we have our worship uh, services at the eunuch preacher also ministry uh, as well, and uh, we have more of a full-blown-out service with singing and uh, all kinds of uh, wonderful things, prayer, uh, prayer, taking prayers and prayer requests, and, and, uh, and then a preaching of the word, reaching the lost 
uh, of the world. And so with that said, I really am hoping that you have a blessed uh, evening, and I hope you have a blessed week, and we love you, and uh, may God keep you in his care. Amen. I'm out.